Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Show. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we are here to talk about our favorite issue these days, staffing issues. Um, The effects of patient care delivery, patient satisfaction, workflow, scheduling and costs, and how staffing is impacting just about everything at the medical practices we work with. Yeah, if you ask any leader at a practice, they're going to tell you that staffing, whether that's attracting staff or retaining staff is probably the bane of their existence right now. It really is. I was in a meeting yesterday morning with a bunch of surgeons, my favorite meeting, because I get to leave my house around 5.15 in the morning to be here on time before clinic. And um, the CEO of the practice was saying they're actually having to talk about closing clinics because they do not have enough um, um, radiology techs to even run the MRIs and the x-rays. And it's just like, where do you go from here? Yeah, and there's another practice that we work with that actually has had to close down a couple of walk-in clinics just because they didn't have enough people uh, for the front desk. So they had the providers, but they didn't have any of the support staff to actually get people back to them. So it's a huge issue. It really is, and marketing and HR have truly started colliding. And every time we close an office, It is several hours of work from a marketing perspective. Like every time you got to go on Google, you got to go on Facebook, you got to update it on your website, you got to do this. So, you know, Corey, what are we supposed to do to attract and retain employees and and make it work for our practices? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do to attract and retain employees. Um, You know, we kind of consider marketing to employees the same way that you would market to patients because right now especially in this really competitive environment you know it's not just about posting a job that's not enough anymore you actually have to try and court these people that are going to join your practice and there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that Um, and obviously that depends on the position you know we work with uh, one ophthalmology practice that is having a problem keeping people for the front desk and we work with another uh, otolaryngology practice that's having problems keeping people in the call center. So they have a ton of providers, they have some clinic space, but they just can't get anybody to answer the phone. So the way that you go after someone, for example, that's a front desk is different from call center, which is different from a medical assistant, different from radiology, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I would say like, there's so many fundamentals when it comes to marketing that you could apply to really marketing to potential employees. So I go back to that meeting that I was in yesterday. Basically, we we started talking about um, this employee appreciation day that the marketing department, which basically we run for this practice, is providing support to HR. And it got us like going down this rabbit hole talking about websites like Glassdoor and Indeed and historically in LinkedIn. But historically, HR has kind of maintained that presence. But just like we're doing for our reputation management, you know, on health grades and Googles and, and rate MDs, um, that needs to now be done from an HR perspective as well. And then you go talk to HR, they don't have a clue what we're talking about. They don't really understand like how the patient journey has changed. Well, guess what? The patient journey changed and the employee 
journey has changed as well. And now you have to market to those people just like you would at market to attract patients. Yeah, and I think it's also important to kind of consider that, you know, your employees now, especially the newer employees, they're younger. So you're talking Even about- Even younger than you. Right, you're talking about Gen Z and, and mm-hmm. you know, like younger than millennials. And, um, you know, it's it's different now. It's it's not, there's a, not as much loyalty. Um, and it's not just about pay. Um, they want to feel valued and like they're a part of the organization and that they have a voice and that matters. and. You know, know that the the company that they're working for is doing something good for the community. It's not just enough to say, "Here's your list of benefits. Do you accept yes or no?" Because they they can get that anywhere. So the question really is, how do you stand apart from your competition down the street when you're hired? Yeah, and I think about it too. Like we've got some young people that work for us, and um, I don't know what it is, but there's been a lot of like doctors' appointments recently. Ninety percent of them are either using an app to receive their healthcare or they're going to telemedicine. So if you think about that, these are the native adopters of tele- of um, technology. These are people that grew up on a, on a cell phone before they were even probably able to speak because we use cell phones to babysit our kids. And um, you know, coming at it with that mindset, what are you doing at your practice to meet them where they are versus try to get them to come in and conform? You know, do you have to offer things virtually? Is that first interview virtual? Is the online stuff, um, you know, is the onboarding of the patient or the onboarding of your new employee a virtual onboarding or is it a face-to-face? You know, how many times have you heard HR, because we're very close to the HR department where we're off, where our office is, say, I had the virtual interview, they were five minutes late, and then the day of, they don't even show up for the job. And up. we hear it constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny, too, um, when as you were saying that, I was, I was thinking about kind of like the, the differences in, in some generations too. You know, when you're a little bit older, I think, you know, going back to just what's important to them, that 401k match yeah. matters, right? But when you're... They're like, not expecting to stay at a job long enough to have a 401k. Right. What, what the younger generation cares about is they want that flexibility. Yep. So they want that hybrid kind yep. of schedule or... Um, you know, maybe the option to work a couple more hours every day and then be off on Fridays. Yep. And you may not even consider that's an option because you say, well, we see patients Monday to Friday, eight to five. What do you mean you're going to take off a of Friday? But that's kind of the expectation. Well, then, well, I mean, look, we've talked about this before on the show. I mean, there's a difference between these generations. And now more than ever, it's not just you have to worry about how the generations are going to work together within the practice. Now you have to worry about how you're going to get in front of these generations especially if you think about it, this young generation that we're talking about, this next round of employees, they are used to, they have a very short attention span. They're used to 15 second, 30 second things on you know, Instagram stories. They're watching TikTok every day. Are those the ways that you have to reach your potential employees? I don't know the answer. Right. Yeah. And so there's a couple things that you can do to try to reach that audience. Um, one of my favorite new ideas is to showcase what a day is going to look like. So if you guys remember the show MTV Cribs, where they would kind of answer is the Is MTV still around? Yeah, yeah, but Cribs is not around. Okay. Um, but if you remember that show, they would have a celebrity come to the door, open it up and say, hey guys, come on in. And they would essentially just give you a tour of their yeah, house. Yeah, I used to like that. Yeah. And so uh, I love the idea of taking that and doing that at your office, especially if you have multiple locations, because that gives a real glimpse into the work environment, the culture, what to expect, literally where they're going to be sitting. 
And that's something, yes, it takes a little bit of effort, but you know that your competition is not going to be doing that. So it's not just the job post. It's actually kind of showing behind the curtain a little bit. Like when you come here, this is what's going to happen. This is where you're going to work, who you're going to interact with, and everything that goes into a typical day at the practice. Yeah, we have one practice where there's a, an employee who's been there. The practice is 50 years old, and they have an employee who's been there like 41 years. And she's still like around and super active. And I thought to myself, like, is this a good story to tell about how there was a growth opportunity or how there's like this loyalty factor? And then I think of people that started as like, front desk reception and made it all the way, you know, just outside the C-suite. And are those good con pieces of content where you can tell that story? Yeah, I think I think so. Because, you know, if if you want people to know that they can advance within your organization, mm -hmm. you have to show them that's a actually a possibility. And if you have stories like that, why not tell them? You know, again, it goes back to just saying, let's not just post the job because we need one. Let's actually think about who this person is going to, to be and how are they going to fit into our culture and how can we kind of ingratiate them right from the beginning. You know, you mentioned earlier about um, onboarding and how some places are kind of doing that digitally. Um, you know, we, we work with some practices where we even will create automatic videos that go out as part of that onboarding process. So you have your face-to-face -face onboard. And then you have these videos, reminders that are automatically sent to new employees to make sure that they're actually paying attention. And there's like a little quiz that goes along with that. And they, they check off that they watched it and we can see you know, who's actually doing what they are su supposed to be doing. And we can identify leadership opportunities that way to say, oh, this person is kind of going above and beyond. They're way ahead of the game. You know, maybe let's just star that for later. Today's episode is brought to you by ReferralMD, the leading centralized referral management platform for healthcare providers. As a cloud-based referral management solutions platform, ReferralMD helps you manage your referral process like you never thought possible. In fact, ReferralMD clients report an increase in referral conversion of 25% since switching to the platform and increases in operational efficiencies by 37% and a reduction in patient leakage by up to 65%. If those benefits sound good to you, and how could they not, we invite you to visit GetReferralMD.com slash DMT, that's D as in doctor, M as in marketing, T as in tips, to schedule a no-obligation tour of the ReferralMD software in action. Plus, as a thank you for being a listener of this podcast, you'll get 50% off, that's 50% off your implementation fee. All you have to do to get that 50% savings is visit GetReferralMD.com slash DMT. And now, back to our show. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. Like, I think using a digital onboarding, especially for, um, especially for your employee handbook, sure. is a weight lifted off of HR's shoulders. Because if you can digitize and make simple the employee handbook orientation, some basic, you know, onboarding, like we do patient experience training, like what's this new customer service with all new employees at a couple of our practices. And if you can get them to go down those funnels and, and you spread the training out so they actually absorb it. Um, I think there's huge potential, simple, simple stuff, but do something like a quiz on your website. When a new employee comes on board, you know, one of the first emails that they get is take this, do this scavenger hunt of our website. Well, one, it'll help the marketing team find any mistakes, which is always fun. 
But two, it'll it'll make sure that they they know what your hours of operation are. They kind of know the story of the practice. They know who the doctors are. They know what's you know what your subspecialties are and things of that nature. And then reward them at the end with a piece of really inexpensive swag, a couple pins, maybe a koozie. Who knows what you've got in your swag folder? But um, I just think those are really easy things you can do. And with all the stress that's on HR right now, if you can you know automate it digitize it so that it's going to appeal to the younger generation that you're hiring anyway and help the old gal in hr who's drowning in paperwork you know by taking some of this burden off of her yeah absolutely absolutely all of the above yeah and, and i think too you know going back to well how do i even attract this person that you guys are talking about and you know it, it is a tough job market out there especially when you're looking for new people so uh, again, it's not just about posting the benefits. You have to think of a couple ways outside the box to really reach who you want to reach. And maybe that's a video like we were talking about. Maybe it's um, engaging another person that's in that department to kind of create a, a fun piece of content or a story or a post that you can put on your LinkedIn and um, actually have them as kind of the, the champion for that department. Um, and just a different way to connect to this new person because yeah, you've got your job boards, but so does everybody else. So you've got to kind of think, how can I reach who I want to reach without costing a lot of money? And and to do that, you got to tap into the well that is your current your current team. You know, the ones that are there every day and that have been showing up. Well, and I think I think that we forget about the tools that are in our toolbox sometimes when it comes to HR because HR and marketing have not always necessarily been attached at the hip where we should be a lot more now. I mean, let's say you have a job posting. You have your careers on your website. Where is it on your website? Is it in the in the like the upper upper piece of your website above the fold next to the phone number because this is your priority? Is it buried three clicks deep? Are you keeping it current? When you get new jobs, are you marketing your career page maybe in your email newsletter that you're sending out to patients? Because if you're like every practice we work with, you have thousands and thousands of patients over the years and they are your best advocates. Do you have a program in place to reward employees for bringing great employees on board? And then do you talk about that in a fun way, not making it work? You know, and how do you decide how to use social media to spread the message that you're a great place to work and what does that plan look like? And so I think there's a lot of tools in the toolbox that we have from a marketing perspective. And all you got to do is like either recruit your marketing people and tell them, let's not worry about patients as much right now. Let's worry about employees or you could take your marketing person and go connect them with your HR person. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know the experience has to match uh, the expectation. So if you cannot actually see patients and you can't provide and, and deliver on those promises that you're making, then exactly like you're saying, it makes sense for marketing to, to work on this employee piece rather than attracting new patients because what if they attract a new patient and you can't see them for six or seven weeks? Yep. So you're closing clinics left and right because you don't have anybody for the front. Last kind of point I want to make here is so I'm back to that meeting I had yesterday morning. It's so early. Um, it's a good thing I'm early. So it's so early. I'm in the meeting. We're talking about these reputation sites and all this energy and focus that we've put on making sure we get three, four, five star reviews on a regular basis and getting our patients to leave reviews. But we've never put focus on claiming the profiles on Indeed and Glassdoor, encouraging employees to leave reviews, and diving into the data. And so you always go into, from a, from a patient reputation management side, 
you can look at that data and figure out what you've got going on or what's not right on your practice and you can make adjustments. Well, guess what? The same thing happens on Glassdoor and Indeed. One of those sites, I can't remember which one, actually requires that you put in information about your current employer even to get to the jobs. And so there's all this data. So this practice that I was with yesterday, we were looking at our data, which was piss poor, and we were looking at it compared to the biggest competitors in the marketplace for the employees right now, which are the hospitals who are opening some subspecialty hospitals and some subspecialty clinics. And we were looking at their focus on Indeed and Glassdoor and our obvious focus. And if you were looking at dollars for dollars, you would never come work at this practice. You would go to the hospital because they have great star ratings. It shows because it, it also shows your um, willingness to promote women. Do you have diversity and inclusion in your practice? Are the salaries okay? You know, are what are the benefits like? What are the immediate supervisors like? And it's it's taking and aggregating all of that data and then producing this for you. And so if you're not paying attention to this, somebody else is telling your story and you're not telling it. Yeah, you got to control your own narrative. Man, this is this is a lot and it's a hot topic right now. And I hope that our listeners um, or our viewers will go and check out the webinar that we did uh, talking about like where marketing and HR converge available at our website. I just think it's great information and something to start paying attention to. Awesome. Well, with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.